Hey everyone, this is Leticia from Paris and you're listening to Powerful Podcasting Stories, the show that reveals how podcasters, creators and editors around the world do it behind the scenes, behind the microphone. I challenged myself to get at least 100 episodes in 10 days. Are you curious enough to know if I succeeded or not? Well, you have to keep listening. Today we're talking about editing with a podcaster who is usually off mic and in the dark, editing the episodes we end up listening. What's their process of making them complete? Let's listen to our guest's powerful story. Hello, my name is Daniel French. I live in Santa Barbara, California, just a few blocks away from the beach. In the mornings, I'm a preschool teacher for very young children. I play guitar in a couple local bands, and I have my own home studio in which I record bands, podcasts, and audiobooks. Are you the host and editor of your own show, or do you simply edit someone else's show? My podcast is called Chronosphere Fiction. It is a audio drama anthology podcast with series within it. I am the host. My chair is creaking. I am the producer, the editor, the mixer, the Foley artist, the sound designer, the music composer, the music producer, the musician, and I do all the mastering. I also have a group comedy improv show called The List Game. I do do all the same work for some other people's podcasts. Sometimes I'm just doing the editing. Sometimes I'm just doing the sound effects or the mixing or the mastering or a combination. Do you have a background in sound design, journalism, content editing? Like, what's your background? And what got you into podcasting? Well, being a guitar player in various bands over the years, of course, I got interested in recording and uh, did that in different ways. And I have a degree in electronics, so I monkeyed around with wiring different kinds of tape decks together to record multiple tracks until I could actually get something for myself and start my collection. When I got a little more serious about it, about uh, eight years ago, I took a couple classes at the City College here in Santa Barbara where I met Dom Camardella, who is very, very awesome. And he allowed me to be an intern at his studio, Santa Barbara Sound Design, for a few years where I learned a lot. And he eventually started giving me really great jobs. I got to do ADR for shows on HBO. I got to do Foley and sound design for TBS. It was Fallen Skies was the show. I was the guitar tech and assistant uh, recording engineer on a Robert Cray album. I got to do a lot of work with Olivia Newton-John and Rob Lowe, Michael McDonald, and cut my teeth on an untold amount of audiobooks. I got into podcasting because as I was doing all this other stuff, my wife and I got into listening to podcasts. One of the first ones I remember that was a huge influence on me was Professor Blastoff with Tignataro. Then I began listening to this great show called Wolf 359, and I was hooked and said, yeah, I'm going to do stuff like that. On what software do you edit the podcasts? Is it effective and fast enough for you? I do all my editing and sound design in Pro Tools. One of the reasons I find that it is the best for me is that it is the software that I learned on and kept learning on and kept using as I progressed. 
I know how to use all the other ones, but Pro Tools is the one I know the best. And in my opinion, it gives me the most flexibility and options to work with. What kind of podcast formats do you edit most? How long are they? How many guests? How much sound design is involved? What type of formats do I edit the most? I think that's going to obviously be audio dramas and old-time radio type stuff. I do edit some interviews and some actual play, as in Dungeons & Dragons here and there. The episodes I edit and do sound design for tend to be anywhere from 10 minutes to over an hour long. On Chronosphere Fiction, I've done several that are hours long, but of course I break those up into smaller episodes that are usually about a half an hour each. In my audio dramas, and usually a lot of the ones that I work on, there is a lot of sound design involved. People like me to work on their podcast because I got really into Foley, and over the years I have recorded huge libraries of every kind of sound effect. Uh, all kinds of great footsteps and cars and weather and birds and whatever you can think of. And I create stuff with my instruments and musical effects all of the time. What is the most challenging episode you edited and why? Tell us what happened. There is no bigger, biggest challenge because there's so many different big challenges that there can be. It can be just starting with you have remote actors and there's two characters that are supposed to be in the same room, but the two actors that recorded it sound very different in the rooms they're in and the equipment they use and you have to make that work. Um, I would say as far as sound design goes, that would be space stuff a lot of the time, like, you know, outer space, spaceships and, and being on a space station, things like that can be really easy if you want to get cartoony about it, but I really think about it. Other than that, uh, I would say when there's big crowds in an open area or even big crowds in an indoor area can be a little bit challenging. When you get really into it, footsteps can be a big challenge. If you want them to sound good and follow around the voice and sound like that person in that room with that kind of shoes, Usually for me, though, the more challenge, the more fun. So I would say, you know, the hardest is, is when people send me recorded files that I'm supposed to use and I have to fix stuff that they did wrong. Take us briefly through what you, as an editor, receive to what you deliver, like an exported complete interview. Tell us more about your whole editing process. Ah, the process. Well... My process usually starts with a script that I didn't write and I read through it and find stuff in it that I don't like or stuff that I want to add and talk to the writer about that. Then uh, casting and you find the right people that want to do it and will do it because I don't have any money. <laughs> I used to try to make all of my voice actors local and record here. And of course, that's how I got the best results in sound. But that gets very time-consuming. And as I met more and more voice actors that could do it remotely, even though some of their recording setup don't sound as good, it was much more convenient. That leads into cleaning. You get these uh, recorded files from these voice actors, and 
A lot of them think their recordings are a lot better than they are. They need to listen back to themselves a little bit more and notice that like, oh, wow, I sound like I'm at the bottom of a giant coffee can or whatever. And as I've mentioned, nobody's getting paid in my place here. So, you know, I, I don't like to bother people and say, can you do this again? You know, I just um, I take what I get and I work with it. Sometimes you can't fix it that much. My own recordings that I would have to clean are usually stuff that has to do with Foley and sound effects. Usually when I've been recording out on the field, but even then when I'm in my little room here making sound effects with all kinds of pieces of junk, I get stuff in there that I didn't want. So yeah, got to go through that, clean it up. Interviews and or monologues. Do you clean the breaths? Well, actually, I like a lot of natural breath in there, but I do tend to lower the volume of the breaths, even if I have to do each breath one by one. Then there's the old ums and errs and like and you know kind of stuff. And uh, for the most part, I'll keep most of that stuff in there. But say I'm working on an interview and both the interviewer and the interviewee are using a lot of ums. If I was listening to that, that would drive me crazy. So I'm not going to take them all out, but I'm going to make it so it's not as ridiculous. After all that comes the fun part, my favorite part, putting in the sound effects and the background noises and the room tones and making everything sound beautiful together. That's To me, that's easy because I love doing it all the time. Then I mix it so that everything's at the right levels. And I listen back to it for any other little bumps or anything I need to fix. If I need to add an intro from myself, the host, or an outro or credits or anything, this is when I do it. And then I bounce it and off it goes. If you're not the host, do you, as an editor, have the right to remove content from the interview? Editing rights? Yes, uh, editing rights and... What do you call it? Creative privilege or whatever. It's, in my case, it's my show. And I do what I want. I do whatever I want. It's mine. Um, Of course, anything that has to do with changing the script in any major way, even in some slight ways, I'm going to hit up the writer first and uh, make it more of a collaborative effort, if for nothing else, to not step on anybody's toes. I allow all of my actors creative leeway. They do not have to read every line exactly as it is on the page. They can uh, decide, no, my character would say it more like this, and they can do that. When somebody is paying me to edit their show, produce their show, blah, 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 all that, they are the boss. And uh, any changes I would want to make, I make sure that they know it before I do it. And finally... Share with us some of the tips and tricks that top podcast editors use to make audio sparkle. I tell you, I know a whole lot of tips and tricks. I've done a lot of stuff. Um, Man, I guess what I'm going to focus on here is how about getting that, uh, that level of push and volume without getting too crazy. If you use a limiter at the end of your chain, your mastering chain. Try to only use three decibels of dB on that push at the most. Do as I say, not as I do. Because if you listen to some 
episodes of Chronosphere Fiction, especially the older stuff, I really love pushing that compression envelope. Other than that, I would say decide what's the most important to you. If the sound of the dialogue is the most important to you, then don't knock yourself out on sound effects where I'm the other way around. I want my actors to sound great, but I want the environment to sound amazing. Thank you so much for being an inspiring guest on my show. And thank you for sharing your process, challenges, tips, and tricks with us. Letitia, thank you so much for having me here. Your place is a proverbial cartoon palace. But seriously, I've enjoyed doing this very much, and uh, I hope I did it right, and I hope it works good for you. See y'all on the flip side. And keep your cosmos clean. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode. To know more about your guests, you can find all the links in the description below, including a special link. If you're a podcaster and would like to participate as a guest, go ahead and be my guest. This challenge was recorded asynchronously on Rumble Studio. If you too want to create podcasts at scale, try it for free. Well, With this episode, I'm 1% closer to my goal. But have I reached 100? See you in the next episode.